Okay. I kind of want to, I don't know what the, to name. Naming the episode is more difficult than recording the whole thing. Well, I've got a name for you. Thank God. Moneymaker. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you that? make people money. This is why I love We're you. We're going to make people some money. All right, I'm going to open up the notebook. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run down all 32 games. Sweet God. Can we do this together at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to run down all 32 games, and we're going to give our Elite Eight, then we're going to give our Final Four, and then we're going to give our National Champion. By the time this probably gets released, plans will be over, so we'll look like idiots if we don't get it right. But that's kind of the fun, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying. We're going to look like idiots, and I don't want to look like an idiot. Well, we're, there's one game where I'm already going to be right, and you're going to be wrong. Okay. For the for the playing game? Oh, yeah. Okay, I think I'm on your side for it, but I'm on your side for a different reason. Oh, okay. Well, I was I was on... I think I'm on your side. I know what game you're talking about, and I think I'm on your side, but we're going to get there. Also, on my... um, I joined the... It's actually on the NCAA website, Titus and Tate. I think it's from Fox, maybe, because they're... They're, they're with Fox, but um, they have a bracket group, and it is not letting me pick the early games, and they, they won't start for two more hours. Uh, yeah, ESPN doesn't let you pick the early games either, which I view is better, honestly. Also, I, I would like to make a formal application on change.org. You need to get rid of the auto-pick button. That should be illegal. No, 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 no. no I like it. Somebody could just hit auto pick for all of them. The auto fill, yeah, but it gives you four options. It gives you four options. It gives you chalk. It gives you random, like flipping a coin for every game. They'll randomly select the lever. Mm-hmm. Random weighted by seeds using team seeds to break down the games. Will gener- they'll generate a bracket. So that does apply for some upsets. Okay. And the smart bracket, which is BPI, who BPI's won. The BPI has projected the national champion in two of the last three. Nice. So, if you're going to autofill it, you would autofill it that way, but that's fine. But moving on. We are moving on. We're going to start in the West. That we shall. First off, everybody, I hope that you have a bracket in front of you. You should. You should be looking at your currently filled out bracket because it's tonight that this is coming out and or tomorrow. Well, it's going to be tonight. All I have to do is slightly edit to make sure our volume is the same that's it yeah so and take out take out my like when we accidentally like don't talk to each other for 10 seconds i cut that out too but that's fair (laughs) okay so pretty easy first game gonzaga versus appalachian state i'm gonna say it's appalachian state they're three-point favorites i'm taking appalachian state spread tonight it's been done before appalachian state it's been done before, not tonight, Gonzaga wins. Yes. Not not tomorrow or Friday or through Saturday, whenever the hell it is. My God. Gonzaga's okay. Gonzaga's going to win. Next, 8-9, Oklahoma, Missouri. Oklahoma's missing one of their best players. However, when he wasn't playing for Oklahoma this year, they went 5-2, and two, including on that run um, where uh, they won like four in a row and they just looked unbeatable. Yeah, I mean, they, they yeah, because twenty like third to like eight. Or something they like they that beat West Virginia too in that in yeah. that run. Like when when you don't have your best player and you're still able to put a hurt in 
on your own division, which is arguably, you know, top two in strength in the country. It's pretty impressive. Yes, that's the reason why I'm taking Missouri. That's why that's the reason I'm taking Oklahoma. Okay. Not Missouri. I was like you. I was like your math doesn't make sense. <laughs> that's the reason why I'm taking uh, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this is when we get the fun part. Yes. This is upset number one for me. Yep. Creighton versus US UCSB. Now, before we get into this, well, we are getting into this. Before before everybody starts yelling at me about this, mm-hmm. um, the reason why I say this is is two reasons. Creighton hasn't looked right, and I'm putting it in quotes, air quotes, right since they've come back from their scandal, and UCSB can put up points, and they play really good defense. Um, Creighton has struggled notoriously against teams that play better defense. Mm-hmm. Creighton looked really strong in the beginning of the year, has fallen off a ton. I like UCSB here. And you know what? I'm on board with you here. Um, let me. I I don't take things into account like free throw percentage or anything like that. But what I do really take into into consideration is strength of schedule. I love it. I think it's a huge, you know, iron sharpens iron. And their strength of schedule is almost identical. And the defensive rating, Creighton edges them out. But when it comes to shooting. I don't know about necessarily because they have such an even strength of schedule. That's where I can really get into some of these other factors and say, oh, shit. Well, UCSB has a better true shooting percentage. And so I'm, I'm going UCSB. I like that. Okay. Seeding's wildly different, but yes, continue. Yes. Next one. Upset number two. Hmm. I like Ohio taking down Virginia, and it's one reason and one reason alone. Virginia has not practiced at all this week. They're ha- they haven't been allowed to see each other. They haven't practiced. Yeah. Locked up, quarantined in their own hotel rooms because of the COVID issue. Ohio has been able to practice at least twice. Give me Ohio. Ohio, and plus history, Ohio is always good for at least one win in these tournaments. Mm. Ohio. Yeah, that started about when we were in college a few years ago. It hasn't... It has when they I mean, had they um they haven't been back since and they haven't been there before. Shout like, out, so yeah. When they they actually, I believe, I oh my friends that are listening are gonna yell at me, but one of it is what's his name, Clark Kellogg's son, was one yes. of their best players a while ago when we were in college because I went to high school with him. That was the year they went to the Sweet Sixteen, right? Yes, and but I think yeah. they played a play-in game as well they that season. Did not. They didn't. Okay, that was what that was where I was different. For whatever reason, I thought they played in that play-in game. But regardless, getting those couple wins off is wild, and I believe they're still under the same head coach. So uh, they are not. God damn. They are not. Since I'm, they went since they went to the Elite Eight, that head coach actually hilariously is now at Akron. He went to Illinois, got fired at Illinois. <laughs> Uh, Action City. Uh, no, I've got I've got Virginia. I know that they're I know that they're dusty. You might see an Ohio five six point lead at halftime. It's just not going to hold. I I appreciate that pick. I really do because I did like Virginia um, coming out of the ACC. Mm-hmm. Um, if they didn't have COVID issues, I really did have them going far. But I think because of the COVID issues, because they haven't practiced all week, um, I think that fatigue is going to play a play a factor it definitely will i mean you are completely right in that sense so that's why i don't know you you wanted to title this episode making money i'd be smashing ohio first half line 
I would I would honestly smash Ohio first last first half line Ohio spread and Ohio money line. That's how I would do it. I'd do the same thing with US uh, UCSB. Um, moving on, uh, we get to my one of actually my Sweet Sixteen teams. Uh, I really like USC. I really like USC. Welcome to the club. I think I think they're going to play Wichita. I think Evan Mobley's going to take over that game. Um, Wichita doesn't play defense, especially down low. Mm-hmm. They pretty hor- they're pretty horrible on the boards. Um, I really like USC. And even if they get Kansas in the next round, which it looks like they're going to. They will, yeah. Let's be honest, Eastern Washington, they started out really <laughs> hot, haven't been great lately. Um, I, I don't think that Kansas really has anybody that can match up against them well. So I think that they're an automatic look at the, at the Sweet 16. Yeah, yeah. And for those of you that, like, when, when we get, like, when Matt and I are, like, differing here, if it's not, like, a crazy upset to where he's taking a 15 over a 2 or something like that. Or you sh- taking a 13 over a 4. I mean, you should probably be listening. Like, this is this is what Matt wakes up for. He he loves this shit, so. Um, Guys, I, I, I'm, I'm doing a full disclosure right now. I'm literally the happiest person alive. Yeah. I, current, I currently have a pink Starburst slushie filled with alcohol in front of me. Oh, fuck I'm yeah. I'm so happy right now. Dude. I literally have the biggest smile on my face. You deserve it, man. Good. Thank you. I yeah. am so happy. Moving on. Well, well, moving on, we've got an absolute shit pumping of Kansas over. Or did we just cover like, that one? I feel like we don't even need to go any farther. Yeah. Kansas. Yes. Um, <clears throat> next up, this is going to shock some people. This has my Elite Eight team in it. Okay. I love Oregon. Okay. Yeah, I mean. In March is golden to me. January, February, Oregon. Yep. (laughs) It It is. It used to be be January, February, Izzo. Now it's January, February, Oregon. Well, and I, you know what's crazy is that I I, I still agree with that January, February, Izzo, but but like he's only gotten one championship, I believe. And. But it's just the fact that like he's he was kind of like Brad Stevens to where he's he's yes. always there like yes. it, it's like it's like you um verbal meme Angela sneaking up behind Dwight shooting he goes fuck and that's that is uh Tom Izzo to the month of March every time yes it doesn't matter there's something in the air I don't know if he's like made a deal with the devil or what but it's it's good I agree I agree a hundred percent and then um, um, we are rounding out. I've done the stats on Luca Garza. It doesn't matter if he didn't even play; they're winning. To me, honestly, I agree with that. But it's one of those things where I like Iowa. This is going to be a track meet because Iowa doesn't play defense, and Grant can score the ball. <laughs> I mean, it is it is wild, and I mean, this is, this is one of two track meets in this entire uh, tournament. It is, it is Iowa's defense. Is so bad, so it's bad. bad. It's got it got it got better at the end of the year and in the Big Ten tournament. So I bad, one hundred percent admit that. Still not great. Um, so bad. I like Iowa here. If the spread is double digits, I'd strongly consider taking Grand Canyon spread. This is That's one. Tell the people, and you know that all the interns for like the social media teams for. Bleacher Report for CBS for ESPN Sports Center. They are already like creating drafts of like the eyeballs emoji and it's like look who's like within two points at half and it's gonna be Grand Canyon. 
I'm not saying they're going to tested these things. Uh, see, right? I can already tell you that like, they've already tested them. Um, I mean, their their drafts has to be more full than Ravel's. Just hundreds of drafts ready to rock. <laughs> um, I need an so intern. If you could put it together, I think that I I think you could put it together that I like Oregon to upset Iowa in the next round and go to the go to the Elite Eight. Um, I have I also pretty, got that. I, I, I think that the problem with Luca Garza is whenever he plays someone who's stronger and taller than him in the paint, he struggles. We saw that against Michigan. We saw it against Illinois. We I was going to say, State. you saw that big um, time against Illinois. Shit. And, and Oregon has some guys that can play up front, and I, I think that they, they can handle Luca Garza, and I think that's really all that matters, so I like, I, I like Oregon. Well, and to um, me, it's not even – it's like I, I 100% agree with you. But that they can, you know, take him away. But even if he pops off, right? I'm, I, I'm under the belief that Oregon is just a more well-rounded team, yep. and they're not top-heavy. Iowa is a, obviously a very good team. There's a damn reason why they're a two seed, but it's that top-heaviness. Yeah, they are. They're very top-heavy, and, that. and that's okay. I mean, it's clearly produced results for them, but. Given your analysis, we've been able to point out weaknesses to where I'm actually with you on the Oregon train. Um, crazy, right? But you're welcome. Um, some other tidbits that I'd say as we as as we go into next uh, as we go into round two and switch brackets. Um, spread wise, if you if you like my thinking about Oklahoma and the way that they played. The player that they're going to miss is also going to miss the second game of that stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd strongly take a look at what the spread is for Oklahoma. I would say that if it's 15-plus, I would take Oklahoma spread. Okay. Um, I think I think 12 is probably my basement. Well, okay, and, so... And so basically, if it's Gonzaga minus 12 and a half, oh. I'm going to take... Oklahoma minus twelve. Okay, plus 12 and a half. let me let me rewind here. How deep are we going in this? Oh, that was it. That was it. That was all I was gonna do. Okay, so are we moving to the say that one. are we moving to the east now, or do you want to move to the south? Yeah, let's do south. Why not? You want to do clockwise or counterclockwise? Uh, clockwise seems reasonable. All right. Um, I live where this school plays. I understand what this school means to this area. I'm still taking Baylor. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that that'd be. It is a it, um, it is a you move to. Uh, it is. To say it that, is. but uh, yeah. Um, North Carolina, Wisconsin. I've gone back and forth on this over the last four days. Okay, back and forth. I I honest to God, couldn't make up my mind until about an hour ago. I'm going with Wisconsin for experience only. Thank God. I was, I was on. I was on the North Carolina train. I was there. And then I realized that Wisconsin has a ton more experience than North Carolina does, and I'm hopping off, and I'm going to go on Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, I've been on Wisconsin just for consistency alone. I mean, Wisconsin, or not, Jesus. North Carolina is a very up-and-down team. Obviously, they have hit their stride at the right time. Mm-hmm. So if I lose this, it's, you know, I, I could just be like, okay. That makes, that makes total sense to me. They're, they're hitting a great stride at a great time. And if you're saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to ride the wave, UNC is not a bad pick to ride the wave with at all. Yeah. Um, I'm just going for consistency alone. Um, even though, even though Wisconsin does have a better strength of schedule, they have a much better offense, worse defense though. But we'll see. Um, I will say this: 
Baylor wants to be playing Wisconsin more than they want to be playing North Carolina. So if North Carolina pulls off, pull, beats Wisconsin, mm-hmm. I wouldn't at all be shocked if North Carolina pulled off the upset and beat Baylor. Yeah, and I'm a... That's uh, where I stand. I am sorry to burst people's bubble here, but you should most certainly be sleeping on Winthrop. Sleep on him. I don't care. Jay Wright's good for one win. Um, here's here's what I'm going to say about this. I, I've gone back and forth. I've taken Villanova and I've taken Winthrop in multiple different brackets. Mm-hmm. Um, I see the argument for Winthrop. Um, Villanova lost their best player. Um, they didn't look great when he was at when he when they were without him. Um, Villanova's had two weeks to practice. They've had two weeks without him. They've had two weeks on the floor to figure it out, um, or a week or whatever it is. Jay Wright with time is the very much equivalent of uh, Bill Belichick after a bye week. <laughs> no, that's not. It's Andy Reid after a bye week. Well, it's both of them. <laughs> Well, it's also I'm leaning Villanova. It's Nike in I'm, the off season. I'm leaning Villanova, and I'm taking Villanova's spread. I think Villanova wins this game by 15 points. Yeah, I've gone, well, back, I, I've gone back and forth on this so much because I actually think that Winthrop has the has the, the potential mm-hmm. because of who's coaching there, because he's been there forever and he's taken them to the tournament and they've won a game in the tournament. They have tournament experience. I I have to say this though. I think whoever. Villain, whoever wins Villanova or Winthrop, I've got them beating Purdue, which uh, we're which we are about to discuss. Yeah, I do too. I think I think that both of those teams can create the same problems that Purdue has, which I believe Purdue really does have issues um, outside of outside of the arc. I think that Purdue's a really tall team. Mm-hmm. They're really tall. Um, but if you can shoot threes, you can beat them, and that's what North Texas can do. Don't know, don't know if North Texas has the skill to pull it off. I do like them against the spread against Baylor, but I, I mean uh, Purdue. But I think Purdue wins. Makes sense to me. Um, Texas Tech and Utah State. Yes. I think I like Utah State. Okay. Well, I do not. That's fair. I just, to me, it's one of those things where it's like I kind of look at this and say, Utah State plays better defense. Their only really yes. bad loss was to San Diego State, but they beat them twice. Yep. And they lost to BYU by three. Yeah, which is pretty damn good. Texas Tech has been wildly inconsistent throughout the entire year. They lost to Baylor twice. They lost to Houston by 11. They lost to Kansas twice. They beat Texas twice and then lost to them in the title game. Mm-hmm. They lost to West Virginia twice. They beat LSU by five, and they lost to Oklahoma twice. Yes. To me, I think Utah State beats them. And I know it's an unpopular pick, um, and, you know, Matt McClung and all this stuff. I just I don't think that this is Chris Beard's strongest team. I think his strongest team will be next year, and I think that's when they're going to be better. Because I think Mac McClung is a junior, and he can come back senior year if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to take Utah State here. Yeah. Trust me, I'm I'm in complete agreement with you here. I thought you I thought you said you like Texas Tech. Well, now you're now you're kind of getting to me. Now you're getting to me. Right. This is this is the this is the uh, this is the you should be a salesman this, type this deal. This is the logic portion of the. <laughs> I'm not used to this. I'm not used to this portion. Yes. All right. Three fourteen. Track meet. 
track meet, track meet, track meet. Legitimately, I think the first one to score 100 points wins. I think 200 points will be scored in this game. Colgate is incredibly strong from the three-point line from beyond the arc. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is well. Both of these teams play extremely fast. They play extremely aggressive. Yep. This is going to be a track meet. I'm not taking Colgate for the sole purpose of Colgate has played five teams the entire year. Isn't that shocking? They're 14-1 and one and have played five teams. That's how much better they are than Duke still. That's how crazy that is. That's fair. They've played five teams. I'm taking Arkansas, and I'm taking Arkansas to the Elite Eight. So you had mentioned earlier when we were discussing the West uh, that there was going to be another track meet involved. Who was that? This is the track meet. No, you said there was an, another, or like a half of one. Was that the Oregon game? Oregon uh, VCU? No, Iowa Grand Canyon was the other track meet. Okay. I'm, I'm writing these down so I can bet overs. Arkansas Colgate. I think the over right now is set at like 140, 140s. Yep. Give me give me like 160, <laughs> and then you'll get me thinking about it. Yeah. The um and as we get into Florida, this is a sneaky one of my favorite teams. Virginia Tech. Sneaky one of my favorite. I I just like the way that Florida is able to push the ball. Their defense is insane. And I'm going to stick with them. And in fact, they we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this later, but I'm putting that number two seed on a quick upset alert because so they are frauds in this man's book. So here's where I am, okay? The head coach of Virginia Tech was mm-hmm. the head coach of Wofford when Wofford beat Seton Hall. Yes. Large upset. Um, and then took, to, took Kentucky to the brink. Virginia Tech. Okay. That's it. Florida's done nothing for me nothing for me to show me that they are worthy of any consideration more than what they've got. That's all right. That's all right. Um then we don't need to discuss the last one. It's gonna be the team that's down south. It's the team with the annoying fan fan base. And yes, I'm saying that fully knowing what I'm bringing to the table. You mean Oral Roberts? Yes. <laughs> Oh, that that makes sense. I mean, they are they they've been consistently voted. It's like Ohio State and Notre Dame are typically one of the seen as a more annoying fan base. Yeah. Uh, don't need to talk about Illinois Drexel. Okay, let's move on down. Which one are we moving to? Uh, Loyola Chicago and Georgia Tech. Let's see. Here. Wildly unpopular pick. I'm picking Georgia Tech. Where am I? Oh, I need... Okay. We're in the... Uh, we're yeah, in the yeah, south, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're in the Midwest. No, we're in the South. Midwest... The Midwest is... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We're in, Yes, we're in the Midwest. I apologize. I'm looking at the wrong thing. That's fine. Um, I'm taking Loyola Chicago because I will never be able to trust anything that Brian Gregory does. That's fair. And he's got his hands in Georgia Tech. Uh, No, he doesn't. Did he get fired or is he at South Florida? He hasn't been at Georgia Tech for like two years. All right, let's Wikipedia this asshole. Don't be that mean, though. Wow, come on. With what he did to Dayton was ridiculous. Okay. He took him to Eco. He made him NIT champions. Uh, okay. I understand. I understand. I understand. I'm just saying. He made him NIT champions. Yeah, he hasn't been there since. Uh, He's at USF so, now. 
since yeah, 2017. This is this is Josh Pastner's baby. I, I still got loyal. Fuck it. I stuck to my word. This is a game I honestly have no no knowledge of whatsoever. So this so is one of those games me, where lean towards Matt, I guess. To me, it's one of those things where it's like I kind of look at this and say Georgia Tech's played the tougher schedule. They won the ACC, and Georgia Tech has uh, brings has the best player in the ACC. Loyola Chicago does not bring anything to the table to me that would make them consider them doing it again. Um, they lost to Wisconsin by 14. They lost to Drake pretty badly, and they lost to Richmond by two. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no, and I'm gonna take Georgia Tech. Okay. Um, upset number three. Wait, so you okay? No, go ahead. I I don't te- I don't do eight nines as an upset. I just don't. I know I I would agree. I don't do seven tens or eight nines as an upset. I feel like that's just like a six and an eleven is more of an upset. Everything else after that is not really an upset. Okay. Uh, upset number three, Oregon State and Tennessee. I love Oregon State. Okay. And I'm 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 on Tennessee with this, and then I've got them losing the very next game anyway. So see, that's why I kind of like Oregon State here because to me it's it comes down to the Rick Barnes factor. Rick Barnes has gone to the NCAA tournament a crapload of times. Yes. And a definition of a crapload. Um, or whatever Oregon State spread is, I take it. They're an incredibly hot team right now. They've beaten some really good opponents uh, going into the into the Pac-12 tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can. I think they can compete with Tennessee, who's having who isn't having a great year, and I think they're a pretty weak number five seed. Um, so I'm going to take Oregon State. Okay, makes sense. I'm I'm just I'm just sticking with Tennessee. So, uh, Oklahoma State Liberty, Cade Cunningham is going to be the number one pick in the in the NBA draft. I don't think that's going to be a surprise to anybody. Um, I like Liberty spread here. I've got a I've got a uh, spoiler alert. I've got a Cade and Kofi on a uh, on a track record to hit each other. I like that. Um, I, I like Oklahoma State here just based on common opponents. Um, actually, no, Liberty. I keep getting mixed up that Missouri's not in the Big 12 anymore. Um, I, I like Oklahoma State. Well, what gets me is that the sports are different. I think that that's it. Like, if, if yeah. you don't pay attention to – if you don't pay attention enough, it's very easy to mix – mix them up because then you like you have people that talk about like the old big east where it's like syracuse and um i mean yeah so so many random ass teams speaking of syracuse here we are they get uh they get a loss is what they get yeah syracuse seems to be the really popular pick right now and i feel like whenever syracuse is the popular pick they lose this is not a year this is not a year for the Blue Bloods. Or would you consider Syracuse a Blue Blood? Uh, I would consider not Syracuse a Blue Blood. No. Okay, so then what do we what, what do we put in there? North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke. Duke. That may, I mean, okay. I was going to say that may be it. I think it's UCLA. Okay. So I have San Diego State. I think that they're pissed off that they couldn't play last year. I think they're going to beat Syracuse. I don't know if they're going to cover, but I think they're going to beat Syracuse. Um, my best one-and-done team is in this spot. 
and you're going to hate me. Okay. Fozzie Bear Huggins. Yes. I believe is going to be a one and done. As in, like, not even winning a game, or that he's no, going I to think then. They're going to be Morehead State. I think they're going to lose to San Diego State. Yeah, and I. This is a team that, if, if you've been listening to this program, I have been on the train for a long ass time. And they are trying really hard to knock me off the train. <laughs> like, actively pushy, like DJ Jazzy Jeff trying to throw me off the train. I will not let them do this. I think that the schedule they played is on paper, obviously maybe like maybe not with the algorithm cuz I actually haven't looked this up. I would consider them a top 5 most difficult schedule in college basketball just yeah. by being in the Big 12 is um outrageous. Look, I like them. I really do. Um I just don't think that they're in a good spot. I think that San Diego State can cause them problems. I think they're very similar um, stylistically um, to a te- to a uh, Oklahoma State, who West Virginia had problems with this year. Um, I know that they lost to Gonzaga by five, and I'm supposed to be impressed by that earlier in the year. Um, but I don't think that they're hitting their stride at the right time. I think they I think they hit it too early, and uh, I've really I like them in in their first game. I don't like them in their second game. Yeah, this is one of those things to where I I think them being a three seed is actually – Oh, and I was going to disagree. I was going to say if they were in Houston's spot right now, I could easily see them being a one and done. Oh, see, I'm actually in a different boat. I think that if they were in Houston's spot, I think they would be on to the Sweet 16 and lose in the Sweet 16. Okay. Because I think that either way they would lose to Houston. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So then a little spoiler alert on you liking Houston. Uh, Houston is a Sweet 16 team for me. I mean, look, we're going we're gonna to get to it, but it's like, you know, next round I have them playing Rutgers. I don't think Rutgers can beat them, but I think that Rutgers is going to give them a game. I think Rutgers is going to make it incredibly competitive. I think they're going to annoy the crap out of Rutgers. Or Rutgers is going to annoy the crap out of them, but I don't think that they can beat them. On a side note, did you see? Um, did you see that the uh, the pack or not the Packers? Jesus, the Patriots lost their backup quarterback today. Who is our backup quarterback? I always thought you guys were going to get Trubisky as your and like keep him as a backup, just like have you know he he's not a he's not a truck. He's not a Ferrari, a Corvette, whatever they call him. He's more like a Toyota Camry in the garage. I have nothing nice to say about Mitchell Trubisky. We're moving on to the rest of this bracket. I honestly you're think not, you're not getting me your ADD brain into Mitchell Trubisky talk right now. Bill could have revived him. You have ADD brain, and I'm not getting into Mitchell Trubisky right now. Yeah, he is behind Josh Allen now, though. Did you? We're going to Rutgers. <laughs> We're going to the Kings of New Jersey. The Kings of New Jersey beat Clemson. Clemson had a really good start to the year. Um, I think that they've struggled down the stretch. Um, not that I think I know that they've struggled down the stretch, and I think they Rutgers is going to find a way to play good defense against them and beat them. Okay, now I've got Clemson, and then there's Houston. We go to the last side of our bracket. That we do. I don't think we need to start with game one, but I do need to have a conversation about the number one seed in this bracket. Let's see. On to the old east. I'm ready. 
What, what's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? Livers is out for at least the first two games. Um, and I think that if they match up with LSU, I think they're going to have some serious issues because LSU does really bad against strong defensive teams. Um, mm-hmm. And LSU really all they do is just, is really just huck up three-pointers. Um, so if you can play against a team that defends well against the three, they lose. And that's what Isaiah Livers does for Michigan. If they don't have Isaiah Livers, they're going to lose. Um, to me – Michigan wants to play St. Bonaventure because St. Bonaventure plays a defensive, gritty-style game, and that's what Michigan wants to do without livers. Um, if Michigan gets St. Bonaventure, Michigan is going to the is going to play in the Sweet 16. If they don't, they're done first weekend. Yeah, I've, I've actually got St. Bonaventure winning against LSU. I don't think they want their season to end on everybody just remembering one of their uh, journalists getting choked out. Okay. I mean, can we talk about that video, how fucking nuts that was? I I saw it. I don't know what's going on. I don't want to know. Well, I mean, I, I like, seen some interviews, and he the guy had said that he thought that he was, like, a student rushing the court. I was like, well, he'd been on the sideline the whole game, number one. Number two, students that rush the court typically don't have huge cameras. Typically, well, I think they weren't. They weren't allowed to. They weren't allowing press out of the court. I think that was the bigger thing. Is that he didn't. Is that they weren't uh, establishing him as like a as like a member of the school. They were just establishing him as a member of the press. I think that was the issue. I mean, that kid had Alvin Kamara like elusiveness. It was unreal. The likes of that I haven't seen in <laughs> since the Otto Graham era. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, we've got. So we talked about the first two. That we have. Uh, we're, we're on a Colorado G Town. Upset number four. There's. Georgetown beats Colorado. There, there's something different. And I, Georgetown is not a blue blood to me, but there's just something different about the Hoyas in March. I don't know what it is. It's true. Maybe it's because of their this prestigious like this, lineage. This is the Georgetown under the height of John Thompson. That's how I'm viewing this right now. So then, um, why are their why are their numbers so bad? They got hurt during the year. Because their strength of schedule is better than Colorado's, but literally every metric aside from that, they're getting pumped. It's they got they got injured during the year, and it was really bad injuries, and they didn't really have themselves together. Um. Once they did to get themselves together, you saw what they did defensively in the Big East tournament. Yeah, and they 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 blew everybody out. Villanova was a close game, and I appreciate that, but then they blew everybody out. So, uh, I like Georgetown here. I think that Georgetown is a really good shot to go to the Sweet Sixteen because I'm going to say it: Florida State underachieves. Yeah, I don't think anybody's really disagreeing with that. I love Leonard Hamilton. I think he's an absolutely fantastic coach. I think that he brings something to the sideline that is um, not been seen for a while. Um, but all of his teams underachieve. All of them. His his best team went to the Elite Eight in 2018, and I believe they were they were like a they were a nine seed, and they went to the Elite Eight. So they overachieved. So to me, that's kind of how I'm viewing this right now, is that 
his teams either overachieve or underachieve. And mm-hmm. him being in as a four means that they should be overachieve they should be they will be an underachiever. Okay. So I got I have Florida State winning their game against UNC Greensboro close and then losing to Georgetown. Okay. No, they, I, I see what you're getting at here. And then we go to upset number five. As yeah, I've still got chalk on that one. I don't care who's going to play BYU. I hope to God it's Michigan State. BYU's going to lose. Uh, it's going to be UCLA, but that's okay. Yeah, I know. We aren't going to talk about it, but that's fine. Um, one of us is right. You one know. Who, is wrong. Yeah, the, the listeners know. Yeah, they do. Um, BYU is going to lose the first round. BYU is, I think, over is uh, is a is is a bad six seed. I think that if them and UConn switch places, they would be much better for each other. Because I think I, I don't think I don't think that BYU is a six seed. I I, I think that UConn is mm-hmm. too strong of a seven seed. I think BYU sucks as a six seed. Man, you and I are going to disagree in a couple minutes then. Seven seed getting out of this and then losing to Texas. Yeah, it doesn't matter who they play. Like, Texas is going to get them. Yep. Um, moving on, because we've already both chosen Texas here, it sounds like you and I are thinking differently here. I love UConn. I love UConn. Yeah, and I've got I've got Maryland on this one. I mean, the in the Big East tournament, um, I mean, they pretty much only played one game, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they beat DePaul, they played, lost to Creighton. They, they played one game, and their best player had cramps. And when I look at when I look at the important games that they have played, they split with Villanova, which is pretty good. Um, Creighton has had their number all year long, and I think that that's difficult to reckon with. And even the whole, or yes, and if you are not a fan of Creighton, I'm surprised that you're a fan of UConn still. Um, to me, this. The, the reason why I'm not a fan of Creighton is because of they haven't looked right since the incident with their coach, right? And that's the only reason, is that they just haven't looked right since the incident with their coach. This UConn team reminds me of previous UConn teams that have won national championships. The ball goes through one guy, and if it goes through that one guy well, they're going to win the game. Book night will be the, the difference maker for UConn in winning and losing their basketball games. And... If he's on and they're on, they're an Elite Eight team in this bracket. And uh, to me, it's it's pretty much going to come down to can Alabama play defense. I'm already I'm already moving past uh, moving past Maryland because I don't think Maryland puts up any fight here. Nothing nothing about Maryland's year this year has proven to me that they are good enough. I think the win against Illinois was a fluke. They've lost to Michigan three times. Mm-hmm. They lost to Iowa by 22. They lost to Ohio State by eight. They split with Purdue. They split with Wisconsin, and they split with Rutgers. Nothing about this Maryland team makes me believe that they are going to do anything in this tournament. And I've got them, damn it. I mean, it really doesn't matter, I guess. And I love Rick Pitino as much as the next person, but they're not going to beat Alabama. So. You love Rick Pitino? I do. My group, my 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 bracket group is called Fans of Rick Pitino. Yeah, I've had a couple. Do you know that I've met him a couple times? Conversations only last about fifteen seconds. 
Well, it's Rick Pitino. What else do you expect? <laughs> you can crack yourself up. I'm going to continue. That was a gold mine. Gold mine. Alabama sorry. is not as good as we think they are. I'm going heavily on UConn, and I'm going to take them to the to the Elite Eight. You're going to take UConn to the Elite Eight? Yes, I am. All right. Sure. I'll let you have that yes, one. I am. Okay, so now we are going to go back up to the West and finish out the second round. Are we finishing out the second round, or are we just going straight to the Elite Eight? I don't, I don't mind doing just to the Elite Eight. I just, I figured that by the time that we are finished with second round, we'll just go to the Sweet Sixteen, and then sure, like next next podcast, we'll do the Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight, and then we'll go from there. I suppose. Like second rounds are like second rounds at this point are just a crapshoot. Well, see, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind doing some hypotheticals, though, and then you know we can obviously change course because we're going to have a different conversation next week. Fair. So it's whatever you want to do. Like I, I don't mind either way. But I, I think it would be better if we just told people our elite eight and our final four and our national champion because they're still trying to pick their brackets if they listen to us. That's accurate. That they will be. Uh, the West, my elite eight is Gonzaga and Oregon. Um, I think head-to-head this year, Oregon and USC have been – head-to-head this year, USC beat Oregon by 14 points. Um, I think Oregon is better on second times around. I don't think that they will take this meeting for granted. Mm-hmm. If they lose, they're done. Um, I love Evan Mobley, but Dana Altman always finds a way to stop somebody. And it, it, when they need a stop, they get it, especially in March. So I'm going to take them to the, to the Elite Eight. And Gonzaga's Gonzaga. Yeah, that's accurate. I mean, for mine, I've just got um, I've just got a Kansas Gonzaga. It's very unfun. I know that it's very close to chalk, but that's how I'm that's how I'm rolling. I've got I've got no. I don't think I have. Now that I'm looking, I only have one two seed making the elite eight. One two seed. Um, I have two. So it must be Houston and OSU for you. It is not Houston's a two seed. Yes, I know. That's what that's what I just said. Oh no, it's not even Houston. I have Illinois. What bracket are you looking at? I said I said that I only have two number two seeds oh, making the Elite sorry. Eight. I'm sorry, I thought you said two. One seeds. Mm. Sorry. 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 My bad. No, it's fine. My bad. Uh, I have one two seed making the... No, I actually have no two seeds making the Elite Eight. I lied. I have none. I was going to say, I only have one, and that's Houston. I have none. I, uh, I, that Houston-West Virginia game is going to be really, really good. Really good. If we get there, yeah. I hope we do. You don't think we will, though, because you've got San Diego State taking them down. Correct. Um, and I have Arkansas beating Ohio State, to be honest with you, because I think that Arkansas is really good at playing their pace. I don't think Ohio State is as good as playing at playing at someone else's pace. I don't think Ohio State likes playing up tempo. I think that they like playing slowed down. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're going to 
get tricked into going into a track meet with Arkansas, and I don't think it's going to work out. I I do not. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and also, I've seen Ohio State at the end of games. I feel more comfortable with Arkansas at the end of games than Ohio State. That makes sense. And I I do not like the prospect of Villanova-Purdue. That is a game where I would conceivably use auto pick. Yes. That's fair. Because I, I don't like either of those teams. It truly doesn't matter because they're both going to lose to Baylor. So I don't know what to do. Uh, so I have a problem with Baylor, and I'm hoping that you can help me out. Um, I have a problem with them and thinking that they are slightly overloved. Um, when I think about this Baylor team, it reminds me a ton of the Baylor football team. When our oh no, <laughs> and it's not for the off the field stuff. I, to me, oh no, I didn't. I honestly, I didn't even no, think I know, that. I know. I I wanted to clarify it for the people at home. Got it. Um, <clears throat> to me, it's one of those things where it's like their record is really good and they played really well in conference, but their non conference schedule doesn't show me anything. And part of it is not their fault because of COVID issues. Like, I think I got to pull this up to be 100% correct because I like being 100% correct. But they were supposed to play Gonzaga this year, I believe. And then they did not because of COVID. They were supposed to play Texas once and didn't because of COVID. Yep. Um, but that's where that's where the Big 12 got really skewed because a lot of those games were like West Virginia lost a couple of those games but then had to make them up. But some of these other teams didn't get that chance for a makeup. Right. Like Baylor had to reschedule or cancel altogether 11 games. Mhm. Ultimately they made it up against uh Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, West Virginia the second time and that's pretty much it. So to me, it's one of those things where I the, I don't. There's not a lot to, for me to like about Baylor. To have them go be an automatic lock to, for my Final Four, I think they'll go to the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight, unless yep. they're playing North Carolina because North Carolina I think can beat them. Um, but there's nothing for me to love after the after the Elite Eight, and to me there to me at least in in this part of the bracket there's two three other teams that i that give me something more to love than baylor and i think it's arkansas ohio state and north carolina and i i'm not disagreeing with you here what what's weird to me is that i'm convinced that baylor's second round matchup you mentioned that unc could give them a difficult time i've got them playing wisconsin regardless i think that their second round matchup whoever it is against uh, that, you know, North Carolina, Wisconsin is going to be more difficult than Villanova or Purdue for them. I don't, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to dispute that at all. And I so that, that makes way. like it, it should, that's not how it should be, but that's how it is. But that's how it usually is sometimes. Right. Like usually we look at these and say, man, the eight, nine game is going to be tougher for the one seed than it is going to be mm-hmm. four or five game. Um, but that's I, I agree with that. That's why I think if they get past Wisconsin or North Carolina, I think that they have a really good shot at making the Elite Eight because Villanova and Purdue, or their subsequent re- replacement, is not going to be as good. So that's why when I look at this and I say, 
man, the two and the three seed in this bracket are much stronger than the one. I'm taking the two or the three seed, whoever's going to win that game, and I think it's going to be Arkansas. So I think you know that right now this is my first one team that's not in the final four. Man, it's difficult. It's, it is. But this is what this is what this is what makes us love it in the same sense, and True. like to to kind of compare it in a weird way that like I'm I'm worried about Gonzaga in the sense that they're going for a perfect season. Yep. And I think that that is, I mean, one of the most difficult things of all time. So, and that, that worries me that, you know, they might, you know, they, they might have a weird slip up or a free game or something like that because they are actually running into more of a buzzsaw in Oklahoma and Virginia or USCB and then Kansas where you've got them facing Oregon. Regardless, that buzzsaw is going to be a lot worse than Baylor's. Ooh. I, I, I do not like whatever matchup that Gonzaga is going to see in the elite eight, if they were to get to the elite eight, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be more difficult in that Kansas and Oregon than we could see in OSU or Arkansas or Texas tech, I guess, but I don't think Florida is getting there regardless. Yep. I agree with that. But that's why this is what I love. This is what I love because, you know, we'll look back on this this time next week and be like, Holy shit. How did I, how did I not see Hartford Hawks winning at all? You know? <laughs> um, and it sucks. I, I I feel I feel like a simp choosing um, some uh, chalk picks here, but it's sometimes it's just got to be done. Yeah, it's got to be done. I appreciate that, but I'm not doing that. Like I'm a huge no. Illinois fan, and I hate just like automatically booking them in my Final Four. But here we are. So, uh, for me right now, the West representative is going to be Gonzaga. The South representative is going to be Arkansas. Um, my Midwest representative is going to be the winner of Illinois and San Diego State, and I think it's going to be Illinois. Illinois is on fire right now. Um, they are bringing things to the table that we hadn't seen from them previously. Um, they match a criteria that you and I had talked about earlier this week that I mm-hmm. went through, and they match that criteria for previous national champions to a T. Um, I love what Illinois is bringing to the table. I love the fact that they are playing the strongest basketball right now. And I don't think a week is going to change anything. They get Drexel, then they're going to get Georgia Tech or Loyola Chicago. I don't think that's going to be hard. Then they're probably going to get Oklahoma State. I don't think that's going to be hard because we see teams with a one-player system not do well. We've seen that before, and that goes against my UConn argument, but I'm going to get there in a minute. Um... When you play more complete teams than you, they're going to beat the one a one-player team every time. Illinois is a much more complete team than Oklahoma State. So to me, Illinois is going to go to the Elite Eight, and Illinois is going to go to my Final Four because they're going to beat San Diego State. I just think that Illinois brings so much to the table right now that it's just too it's just impossible to ignore. I said this before the season started that I loved Illinois said it during the season that I was a little bit worried, but not that worried because they're losing at the right time. They've picked their stride. They've picked it up. I love Illinois. Damn. There you go. Um, did you said s- it on this podcast, too. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Right here. I gave the people free money over the murder. <laughs> did, did you see that the NFL announces their new TV deals? Yeah, I'm going to get to that after this. Oh, shit. Okay. I'll let, a, uh, I'll let you chill with that then. 
Who do you got? Who do you got in the Who do you got in the Midwest? It's Illinois. It's always that Illinois. I believe so. I have not picked West Virginia, Houston yet. I just West Virginia is one of the worst. Like they're an incredibly good team, but that last three four minutes in a game, mm-hmm. it's like they revert back to high school players. It's insanity. And so, yeah. like, when you come up on a really good team, and honestly, this is where they could fall to San Diego State to where if they don't build up enough of a lead, I could see them getting set up in the second round. But I have been saying I am I had them as a Sweet 16 lock. They're here. And I, I if Houston can keep it close, they're going to be able to finish the game. I hate having a 1-2, but this is actually my first one. And actually, it is my only 1-2. And that's yep. Illinois Houston. Hate hate picking against West Virginia in that one. But again, you can't if you can't close the door against Oklahoma State twice in a row, how can I expect you to close the door once against Houston? Really? It's yep. it is fair question. And then let's see. Yeah, that there's only one Elite Eight spot that I have not chosen yet. And that's that um, OSU, Arkansas, Texas Tech whole deal. We'll see. You haven't figured that out yet? I have not, no. I have the rest. I've got Gonzaga, Kansas. I've got Michigan, Texas. I've got Illinois, Houston. And then Baylor. And I just I, I could see any of these matchups happening. I don't know. I could, too. I could, too. Um so in my east, uh, I, I want to pick Arkansas. Why do I want to pick Arkansas? Because Arkansas is good. Fine, Arkansas, Ohio State, but I haven't figured that one out yet. You're right. Yeah. Arkansas is really good. Arkansas is on fire, dude. They're fu- uh, they are very fu- and this is also like they're not they're not gonna even win their first game. But Iona's actually been kind of fun to watch too. I know that that was, they've been like dead and buried, but that's okay. I I've enjoyed watching them. Um. Wait a second. <laughs> Sorry, my dumb brain just put your joke together. That's that's how long it took me when you said same. That's how dumb I am. Attaboy. Um <clears throat> In the East. Yep. Uh, my Elite Eight is Michigan and Yukon. I have an asterisk next to Michigan. Because Michigan only gets here if Isaiah Livers is healthy. Okay. If Isaiah Livers plays past uh, this the first weekend, because if Michigan has to play LSU, they're done. I, in my opinion, I think that if Michigan plays Bonham, Michigan's going to win. Um, and Michigan, the way that I have it set up, is going to play Georgetown. Wait, did Michigan you say? Do you say Bama? Bama. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, where? It's like I guess Bama. Yes, they're actually renaming uh, Saint Bonaventure to Saint Bamaventure. Well, because I couldn't tell if you were like mispronouncing Bama, who is just the two seed in that same bracket, and I was like, "What the fuck is he doing?" <laughs> no, it's Bana. Um, so I have them beating Bana. I have them beating Georgetown, who Georgetown beats Florida. Um, I just think that Michigan provides too much height to Georgetown in order for them not to not to get not to beat them. Um, but if Michigan plays LSU, I think LSU beats them. So that's kind of where I struggle with right now. Um, so right now with an asterisk, I have Michigan. That I have Ju- Michigan oh, and man. UConn. 
and I have Isaiah Livers being healthy, and I have them beating UConn. Because as the same reasons why I said Illinois was going to beat Oklahoma State, I think Michigan is the more complete team than, than UConn. UConn plays with a predominant ball handler, and Michigan plays with multiple different ball handlers, um, especially with when Isaiah is on the floor. Um, I think UConn can beat Texas. I think UConn can beat Alabama. Um, I... Texas and UConn having a similar opponent. Texas lost to Villanova a little bit better than UConn did. Um, but UConn has done well against Villanova. And so, to me, Man. it's going to be UConn and it's going to be Michigan and I have Michigan. I do not... With an asterisk. I do not like the fact that the lowest seed I have is a three. I don't... I, I truly... I don't like that out of my Elite Eight because, I mean, we said it last year, but it's even like twice as true this season to where you know this should not be a chalk there's there's going to be something to shake this shit up and i the four seeds are really good i love some of these four seeds i really like oklahoma state i think they had a good showing recently well that's a lie i don't like purdue that's so i don't like all the four seeds i should say I like Virginia a lot. You got them losing to UCSB, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah, it's it's. So I have Virginia losing to Ohio. Yes, that you do. Completely forgot about that. This is March. This is March. This um. Is March. So, uh, <clears throat> that's where I am. So my my four. My final four has three one seeds and Arkansas. Um, I have Michigan with an asterisk. I could see literally anybody coming out of that that bracket, from Michigan to Florida State to LSU to Texas to Bama to UConn. I literally can see anyone coming out of that side of the bracket. So that's why if Livers is healthy, Michigan's going to roll through that bracket. If 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 Livers is not, I truly think that they're going to have a they're going to have a tough time game in and game out. Well, what I'm I'm I am concerned with my pick of Texas in the in the Elite Eight simply because they're like I, I I get that Texas won two games in the Big Twelve tournament, good for them, but their streakiness is disasterly. I mean. Yeah, I also have an issue with that. I mean, they they have also played a gauntlet. I mean, from Baylor to West Virginia to Kansas to Texas Tech. Uh, I mean, uh, Oklahoma is not part of that buzzsaw, but it's it's been a a long schedule. They beat North Carolina. That was way too. That was before Christmas. So, like some of these games before Christmas, man, it's really tough to look at because the landscape of these teams has been totally changed. Yeah, it has. Whether it was, uh, like you mentioned, there's COVID issues to where people are literally in their hotels and not able to do anything, but also injury concerns is huge. I mean, it, it, it's it's a lot. So it, yeah, that's why it's very difficult for me to look at, you know, pre-2021 and use it as like a relevancy for anything. Yeah. Yep. Because, I mean, for example, like Texas played Davidson. Why do I give a shit about that? 
I shouldn't give a shit about that. That's fair. Let's see here. Man, I just love Illinois. Damn. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll through this really quickly. Um, to me, we look at our final fours. I have Gonzaga, Michigan with an asterisk, at Arkansas, and Illinois. I know I say it with an asterisk. I'm fully in on Michigan. Um, I really like Gonzaga to be Michigan, and the only reason is is strictly because if everybody from Michigan is healthy and everybody for Gonzaga is healthy, Gonzaga's big men are better than Michigan's big men, and I think that's what it's going to come down to in this game. I think Michigan's big men, big men are skilled. I think they're young. I think they are molding into really great big men in the in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gonzaga's got the now factor, and I think that's what matters in these games. And, and I really like Gonzaga to win that one. So the perfect season moves on. Yeah. Um, John Rostein had Texas coming out of this one, and I just can't see it. I really can't, man. Right team, hot team, hot time. You might, you never know. I guess, I guess. Um, Arkansas, Illinois would be a hell of a game, in my opinion. That'd be so much fun for everybody. Um, but I'm going with the with the complete team. I'm going with the team that spreads the ball around. I'm going with the team that um, can find a way to beat you inside and out, and, and that's Illinois right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Arkansas's play style is is ridiculous. I think they're I think they're incredible, but I think that Illinois would make too many big shots and play too good of defense okay um that they wouldn't be able to do anything so uh my final is gonzaga and illinois i hate having one picks in here i hate it yeah same um i i feel like i feel like i'm a i feel like i'm just a basic bitch when i'm taking one seeds Hey, so do I. So, so then, wh- why again did you have the asterisk on Michigan? Uh, if Isaiah Livers is healthy. Mm. If Isaiah Livers is not healthy, that's an issue for me. Is he supposed to be? Uh, the rumor is, is that he might be able to go in the Sweet 16. And for me, them getting to the Sweet 16 means they don't play LSU. So that's why I have an asterisk there. Because if they play LSU, they're going to lose. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right now I've this 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 sucks. I've got Kansas, Illinois. Interesting. You have Kansas being Gonzaga. Wow. I do. What is it? What is the r- rationale behind that? Perfect season. It's March. It, it's it's almost impossible. The slip up's gonna have to come somewhere. And this just happens to this just happens to be it. That's fair. I mean, if if or if Oregon beats Kansas too, then I could I could also see Oregon beating Gonzaga. I if them making the Final Four is just extremely difficult, and I it's not their strength of schedule. Like I I get that. Um, like the stats say that Kansas had a better strength of schedule. Like I understand technically they do uh, because of the conference play. But I don't take that into account whatsoever. Like I, I, I just wouldn't do that. So Gonzaga is a too good of a team to just throw throw them away based on strength of schedule. So okay. I just I just like Kansas in the sense that they're it's been iron sharpens iron all season. So well, this is this is going to be really fun because I have Kansas losing in the first weekend. 
<laughs> but yeah, you have them um, losing to USC, right? I do. Yes. I do. Um, and who so. knows? We, we could come back with this. And, I mean, I've got Kansas, Michigan, Illinois, Baylor. And what's your final? Kansas, Illinois. Kansas, Kansas Illinois. And your champion is Illinois. It is. I. Oh, so my champion is Illinois too. I don't. It, it's just. It, it's not that they have been on a hot streak. So we, you know, we th- we talk about teams that are hitting stride at the right time, like North Carolina, Arkansas, Alabama. Even to a certain extent, is hitting at a really good time. I mean, you you even mentioned Ohio. It's it's March. They're hitting. Illinois has been stagnantly dominant. The whole time in, you know, what a lot of people are arguing is the difficult, most difficult conference in the country right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I, I think that I would agree that the Big Ten right now is deeper than the Big 12. And that's, that's it. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. Um, to me, um, look. Brad Underwood deserves a, a crap load of credit. Um, I think he got a lot of slack for leaving Oklahoma State after one year um, in, a, in a year that they went to the NCAA tournament. Um, he took a very bad Illinois team that went a combined 26 and 39 in his first two years at Illinois and took them now to be a 44 and 16 team in the last two years. Um, they are they are truly incredible. Um, there's nothing I love more than a good turnaround and a good good uh, turnaround story. I think that they they're going to be a hell of a team to beat. Honestly, with with uh, with the way that they look now, um, that man, this is with Ao Desumo with. This this team is just so it's so frustrating to watch because you want someone who isn't as good, or you want someone to upset them, but at the same time, you they're just too good that you're just like I want to appreciate this just a little bit longer. And I feel the same way about Gonzaga, and that's why like if this final came down, I legitimately don't know what I do what I do with myself because that would just put me into a fit. It'd be mainly because f- I got it right, but it'd be a fun fit. That'd be a fun game. Fit of fun. And I I mean, I honestly I do think that there's a decent chance that you could see that too. So no. it's it's not it is not wildly out of the realm of possibilities. Like if if like me me predicating Gonzaga losing on how difficult it is to create a perfect season is obviously it's difficult, but it's also kind of bullshit. Like I get it. Like if people are yelling at me like that that shouldn't be a reason why you pick against them. It makes sense because they are just that dominant. I mean, it doesn't. It. I truly don't think it would matter what conference they were in; they would still be incredible. You could drop them anywhere, and I don't think that. I don't think that it would be, uh, um, like that far off from what they're doing now. Yeah, God, with them playing in the Big Ten would have been very fun this year. It's true. It's very, very true. Um, damn, it's fun. It's gonna be fun when it starts uh, for us here in the next uh, 
30 minutes. Yes, it will be. With Texas Southern and Mount St. Mary's, 5-10. Um, okay, so we picked two national champions. Everyone else is zagging. We're going to zig. I've been saying that pun all week, and I freaking love it. <laughs> um, do what you want, people. Let us know what you do. Let us know what you decide. Tweet the pod at DH underscore pod. Tweet the pod. Yep. Let us know. We want to know. We always want our fans to do well. Um, so quick news and notes around uh, the NFL, now that we're going to switch gears. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Fuller is going to the Dolphins. Yeah. I... Trubisky is serving as a backup at Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots still don't have a quarterback. I mean, I, th- I think a lot of people are going to consider either the Patriots or would it be the Chargers, as some of your trying to think about some of your free agency winners right now. Yeah, I think so too. Look, we all, I mean, truthfully, I saw this coming. I didn't see the extent of which they were going to do really well for agency. Um, because I saw, but I saw this coming. I thought that they were going to be really aggressive in free agency. I thought they were going to be a little bit more, more aggressive at the wide receiver position. I didn't see them getting Judon. I didn't see them getting both Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. Um, Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar are, um, well, they're interesting picks. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of Aguilar. I don't think anybody from the city of Philadelphia is either. Shout out, Bookie Greg. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to be good receivers someday on this team. The question is when, and the other question is who is the quarterback. And... I don't have an answer to either of those questions. Who is throwing them the football? They're, I good wide, they're all good receivers, the four that I just named. Yes. Who's throwing them the football? I have a theory, but I want to hear yours first. Until they prove me wrong, I am agreeing with you that it is going to be um. What? Why? What am I dumb brain doing, Deshaun? See, okay, I'm I'm actually not thinking it's Deshaun anymore. Um, it's not because of things that have happened over the last two days with Deshaun um, getting sued in civil court about um, inappropriate contact, um, which we obviously are are looking at thoroughly, and we're not gonna. I'm not going to comment on it until I know more about the situation because I think there's too many, there's too much out there right now to to understand truly what is going on. Yeah, I'm also, I think I'm not going to say anything because I just don't know what's going on. I need to know, I need to learn more about the situations. I need to, I need to, I need to investigate more before I have an opinion one way or the other. Yeah, and I, I, I don't have an opinion yet either. Um, I'm couldn't agree with you more that I'm going to wait. Just the. Just the facts that have come out alone about the lawyer and his relationship to me is getting it's it's like in some very testy waters, and so I think that that relationship will be tested and dissected and dove into as one of the main things that gets talked about as a part of this, like how as these proceedings continue, whatever the outcome may be, I think that that lawyer relationship is going to be. And the timing of it is going to be like dissected hard. Yeah. 
yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I'm obviously going to be watching it, um, but until I learn more about the situation, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. I just want the situation to be resolved peacefully, and hopefully, uh, we all hope for the best uh, for everybody involved. Even though sometimes it's not possible. Yeah, I mean, it's also kind. Of, you know, I'm just gonna kind of move this along here. Raiders getting Kenyon Drake, I think, is great for them. <laughs> Yes, I agree with that, but I also don't know what the Raiders are doing. That's what I'm trying to. That's that's where I am. Right you now. think they know what they're doing? No. No. <laughs> but going back to my original thought when we talked about this, um, I think New England's going to package the 15 and package Gilmore and trade up in the draft to get Trey Lance. That's my official opinion. I, I think they're going to trade up in the draft get somebody. I don't know if it's going to be Trey Lance specifically, but I think it's going to be Trey Lance. They're going to sit Trey Lance for the entire year, have Cam and Jarrett Stedham do it again. Why? I don't know. Um, develop Trey, well, Trey Lance the way that they want to, and then mm -hmm. start him next year when Cam's another when Cam is a free agent again. I truly I, I guess I have to look more at mock drafts, but I I think that Mac would do so well in New England. Like, incredibly. Yeah, but that would involve him getting to New England. And I don't know. The Falcons, I don't think, are going to trade. The Bengals might be interested in trading, but it depends on if Sewell's there. Um, Eagles, I think, it would be interesting to see if they trade out. But, you know, they would they need a wide receiver, so they may just stay there. Um, who the hell knows what the Lions are doing? Who the hell knows what the Panthers are doing, Broncos, Cowboys, etc. So it'll be interesting to see what happens movement-wise mm -hmm. because Mac Jones, I think, can fit in almost anywhere. It's just where is going to be the question. Well, uh, see, and I don't know if he could fit in anywhere. Like, I don't think he would. And obviously Andy Dalton is the starter in Chicago. I don't think he'd do well in Chicago. There are certain places I just don't think he would do well. Um but who knows? I agree. I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. I think that... That's also not like a crazy take that, oh, the uh, the Bears have a shitty offensive line. Huh. Grass is unless, green. Unless the Bears just wake up one day, just trade everybody that's valuable, get an offensive line, and trade for Russell Wilson, I don't think that they're at all going to be impactful in the NFC. In the NFC and I, the, I believe that somebody came out with what the Bears had offered him for him, right? Yes. It was it was a damn good haul. Like it, they did not spare on throwing the kitchen sink at them, you know. Yeah. And it, it just it just came down to the Seahawks saying, "Eh, I guess we'd rather keep him." Yep. Cause it's not like they didn't offer enough. I don't think that was it, but. I think it's too much to be honest with you. But well, that's just me. Um. Anything else, free agent? Are we surprised at Galladay and Juju and these other guys haven't been off the board yet? Not necessarily surprised, I mean, because some of these people have the opportunity to see what they can do in the draft, right? Right. So I don't think I don't think that Juju's off the field stuff or on midfield stuff is that big of a deal to teams because he can corral that and he's younger. Um, and I think that they see him as a more level headed A B. But yeah, I I don't know why. It may simply be because they're gonna go into the draft, see what they can do. And then take a look at it and say, oh, wow, 
you know, we focused the entire draft on offensive line, which is awesome, mm-hmm. but we didn't get any weapons. So I can totally see that happening. I think, I also think that uh, Kenny Galladay would be a great fit in LA for the Chargers. Um, they've been continuing to add, who knows? I think Kenny Galladay would be a great fit in New York for the Giants. Okay. I think that'd be a great fit for him because they just they got rid of Golden Tate, who's a free agent. Um, they have Sterling, they have Darius Slayton, they have John Ross. I think they need a need an established number one, and that's what Kenny Galladay can bring to the table. Sterling Shepard would do better there. I think Darius Matt, Darius Slayton would do better there. Dante Pettis would do better there. John Ross would do better there. Ingram would do better there. Cal Rudolph, their new second tight end, would do better there. I think that Kenny Galladay would be a very good signing for them. Yeah, also, we didn't talk about this. Um, Washington football team doing work. Work, work, work. Uh, Curtis Samuel, I think it's a really good pickup for them. And on top of that, they have a new quarterback. This one surprised me just a little bit because I didn't think that – I understand that Fitzmagic is going to go in there thinking that he's going to get the starting job, and I appreciate that as much as anybody. Mm -hmm. Um he has fun toys for wide receivers. I will 100% admit that. Hell yeah. Terry McLaurin, Curry Samuel, Cam Sims. Yeah. Isaiah Wright played well. Sims Jr. played well. Um, McKissick did well. Gibson did well. Peyton Barber did well. He has fun toys. The issue is, is that whenever he had a good offense and a good defense, he underachieved. I'm speaking specifically about the New York Jets mm-hmm. when he was there. He's never been to the playoffs, which is why I didn't want the Patriots to get him because I want a playoff-experienced quarterback because I think that the Patriots can be a playoff team. I think they are now. Um, I love this move for Fitzpatrick. I actually do because I don't think that there's going to be as much pressure on him to do well there. I think he can be the center of attention there. I think that he can provide this team guidance and a a navigational system that I think would work well there. And I don't know if they had it before with uh, whatever the hell was going on with Alex Smith <laughs> and um, um, Dwayne Haskins. I don't think they had it before. And nothing against Alex Smith and nothing against Dwayne Haskins. I just don't think that they had a career, had a clear direction. Now with Fitzpatrick, now with Heineke, now with Kyle Allen, they all have the quarterback that has the same kind of mold, which is big arm. And this is what they have. So... I'm a big fan of this move for Fitzy. I think that they can actually do well. Um, I don't know if they're the leaders for the NFC East, but, you know, this made it more interesting, that's for sure. One thing that I, and this really doesn't, I mean, this is kind of free agency related, but I was I was thinking about the Lions and that they got Romeo Aquara back. You know, there wasn't a free, I mean, technically a free agency, but he just re-signed with the team. And it kind of, it got me thinking about the whole Stafford Goff thing again. And I sent you this DM, I think it was yesterday, um, that the Rams defensive lineman Michael Brockers, you know, has openly stated that Matt Stafford is a level up over Jared Goff. I agree. I don't think that that's a crazy take either. Well, he got traded to go hang out with Jared Goff again. So exactly. <laughs> Yep. That was his fault. That was his problem for uh, talking out. Yeah. Well, and, and McVeigh did the exact same thing to Brockers too. That he was like, you know, McVeigh's come out and said that he's like he quote brings life to the group. I love him. All this stuff, and then 
dips on him too. Hey, uh, we've got AJ Green to the Cardinals. I think that's huge, 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 huge. And that division is going to be a lot of fun. It, I, I still think it is going to remain the most difficult division in football. I don't know the most difficult division in football. You got the 49ers who are looking to be back and healthier. You have the Cardinals who made all of these offseason moves, and unfortunately for Larry Fitzgerald, he will not be there anymore, but we'll see what happens with him. Mm-hmm. You have the Rams who made a switch at quarterback, and I think that's for the better, and I think that they are just where they were last year, and I think they gained four wins. And you have the Seahawks, which I think are regressing right now as we speak. I, I truthfully think that the Seahawks are going to wind up in last in this division. And I say that fully knowing what is going on in the, everywhere else. But to me, it's their offensive line isn't good. They don't have a running game anymore. Um, yes, Gerald Everett is a big pickup at tight end for them. And they are going to bring in a new offensive system. I appreciate that. The biggest thing that we've always said about the Seahawks is that they have a good run game, and that's established their pass. It looks like now they're going to establish their pass to set up their run game. It started out well last year. It didn't finish well. I think it's going to continue enough and not do well at the beginning of the year, and I think that's going to cause some people to panic. Well, and you know what? Andy Dalton's only on a one-year deal, so Russell Wilson could actually be on the move. He could. You never know. And then never know. I I also like the Dolphins adding Jacoby. I think that's a huge get in the sense that um, Tua showed Tua showed the Dolphins last season that they need a very competent backup. Yeah. Um, Fitzmagic did a very good job. No question about it. They got ten wins. That's huge in part because Fitzmagic was actually able to come in and perform in the fourth quarter when Tua was getting shelled. That's okay. Yep. Now I look, I mean I mean let's call it, let's call it, call this what this is, right? This this Dolphins is a now, I know that Brissett is a big is a good win for them as a backup. Um Tua now throws to Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, and Preston Williams. Not to mention Jakeem Grant. So with Jasicki and Durham Smythe there, too. This isn't the Dolphins of last year, and they improved. I think everybody in the AFC East improved this year, including the Bills. And um, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. Because the AFC East is slowly becoming more competitive. Yeah. I, I, it is. It is very interesting to see what teams have just sat on their ass. Like the Bengals, for example, just sat on their ass. You know, let an edge rusher go, let AJ Green go. Yeah, they also couldn't pay for him. So, but if you can't, if the I mean, ba- they weren't going to pay AJ Green anyway. If the Bengals I think can't, if they wanted that relationship to be over, but AJ did not. If they if they cannot pay him now, and if they can't pay people now, they're going to have a much more difficult time next off season because what the Patriots did a really good job of in this off season was not just quality of players that they were adding, but more so quantity. Because if you're getting them in on this lower salary cap, the cap is going to go back up in a big way next offseason. And that means that players are going to be demanding bigger contracts because of it. Right. They, you know, you're not going to see like the Chiefs cutting their eight-year veteran and things like that, even though he, he was barely hurt. 
Yeah. But I mean, look, you... the other thing too is that where the Patriots were last year, I think is very similar to where the Bengals are this year in the sense that the Patriots were in cap hell, right? They couldn't add anybody off season. Now, but granted, I don't think there was a lot to add last off season, but they couldn't really add anybody last off season because they had Brady's cap hit, they had Brown's cap hit, they had Gronk's cap hit, they had like a whole bunch of other guys' cap hits that all went towards last year's salary cap. All of that finally freed up this year, which is how they were able to get so much space. I'm very excited. It's gonna be. It's. It is now going to set up the the needs that teams have going into the draft. Now are completely shifted. So, I mean, you're gonna see teams like, I don't know, like like the Cardinals, for example. They might get a couple offensive linemen, but they're gonna spend the vast, vast, vast majority of their draft capital on defense. Um, and you're gonna see the same thing with the Browns now too. Now they've added a secondary in in Johnson, and I'm very happy that I don't have to tweet about Andrew Sandejo anymore because he fucking sucks. But it's it's going to be a lot of fun just to see how these moves are then going to affect the draft. And then once the draft is over, some of those bigger pieces, if they haven't fallen yet, like Juju and Kenny, where are they going to go? What's going to happen with them? It's I'm I, I love that. And I think that... Although, let me ask you this. Do you think that if a team, like, we're let's say we're done with the draft and Juju hasn't signed someplace, do you think Not that he... I'm, I'm, again, hypothetical. I know. I know you're speaking hypothetically. I'm just telling you, it's not going to happen. Would he be able to demand more money? No. Okay. I didn't, He's actually in a worse bargaining chip than he was before the draft. That's what I thought. I just wanted to confirm that one. Um, I will say this, though. If we get to after the draft and Juju isn't signed, um, Pittsburgh may try him again. But the thing that I wanted to ask you, as yes. you're staying in that division... I know that you are adamantly against this. I don't know what you're hearing. I'm not saying I'm hearing anything. I'm just asking you what, if, if you are hearing anything. Uh, odds OBJ gets cut after the new year. After, odds OBJ gets cut. Pretty. Should have been. I think he would have been cut at, right after the new year, which I think was like Wednesday. It would have been, yeah, the, the start of the, the NFL calendar year. I agree yeah. that it would have already happened. Um, I think that they are going to let him wait through this season. I think they want to see what Kevin Stefanski can do with possibly a full season of him. And the fact that Baker now has a very similar offense and a very similar power structure in coach, GM, owner for the first time in his career, you know. Three seasons with four different head coaches is pretty wild. Um, and I think what the Browns' ownership is looking at is is strictly consistency. Building okay. up weak spots, which is your linebacker and your secondary. Getting other draft picks like Greedy Williams healthy to be able to actually contribute. So I think filling in holes defense is number one. Other than that, it's going to be keeping consistency for the offense. The Browns have a lot of decisions to make next offseason. I think they should be paying Baker this offseason because of the lower salary cap. And then 
Um, they're really going to have to worry about offensive pieces at the end of next season. So what happens with Kareem? What happens with Chubb? Like the, this is, it's a mix of like, yes, their skill is there, but how important are they to the culture? You know, like Derrick Henry proved me completely wrong. Couldn't be more deserving of that fat contract, but he is also a cultural like glue piece of that offense as well. So, you know, how much do they matter off the field as well? Like Jarvis Landry going to be in the same position. Got to give him the bag. He deserves it. So that's what I'm more intrigued about. And I think that their biggest goal is consistency. That's it. And I hope that it is. I obviously I'm not there in Berea. I could be totally wrong, but yeah, I I would like to see them spend a lot of draft picks on defense. I'd be very happy with that. I agree with that. And maybe maybe a couple more offensive linemen in case for injuries, but yeah, it's it'll be fun. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I've got the winner. I have got the winner of the AFC North coming down to the only two games that the Ravens play the Browns. That 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 will decide your division. Okay, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. But do do the Browns play the Patriots at home? Or wait, is it in Foxborough? Do the Browns play the Patriots at home or in Foxborough? I think that's at home. I think. It's weird because we haven't they haven't really set it up, but I uh, believe it is at it's in Foxborough. Okay. So let me just just for the people at home, so that way they know what the what we're up against here. Um, next year in Foxborough, Patriots will get the Browns, the Bucks, the Saints, the Titans, the Jaguars. Yeah, that Bucks game's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, well, and then uh, they go to Atlanta, Carolina, Houston, Indy, Los Angeles. Yep. It's crazy. It, it is going to be a very, uh, I mean, the AFC North had not a cupcake schedule, but when you get to play the AFC Beast, or sorry, yeah. NFC Beast, and the AFC South, I mean, out of those teams, it's the Colts <laughs> that were good. Um, yeah, I agree with that. So it's going to be a lot more difficult that you have a, a strengthened New England team. You have a Bills team that is actually probably following a very similar blueprint to the Browns in keeping consistency for a young quarterback, making sure that you know everybody is completely cohesive because that is also what the Cardinals should be doing because it seemed that when they weren't on the same as for the Cardinals when they weren't on the same page they were not able to snap back like they wanted to. The Bills were able to snap back into that. Hell, even the Ravens were able to snap back into that. Like when you're out of sync, how quickly can you get back in sync? And the Cardinals just were not able to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I just... <sighs> it'll be interesting. It, it, it's all just going to be interesting to me. Yeah, I'm excited. I am too. Yeah. All right, shall we talk about this new contract? Let us worth 110 billion dollars 
Yes. So could you could you could you explain because the the NFL is not obviously just doing a deal with ESPN, Disney, ABC, whatever we're calling this massive conglomerate that will most likely own one of my kidneys before I'm dead. Um, but they're also doing stuff with like CBS, Fox. Um. So it's so unfortunately we have to announce that as we do this, um, our dear friend and. Well, he's just our dear friend. Uh, Scott Hansen uh, might not have Sunday Red Zone anymore. Because it doesn't appear that NFL Sunday ticket will go back to DirecTV. Who's the other guy? Siciliano? Yes. Yeah. Um, so he's about so, to just corner the market then. or Well, Siciliano does other stuff for NFL Network. Scott Hansen really doesn't. So it would be interesting to see what Scott Hansen decides to do. Um, I have heard rumors that that is going to go to ESPN Plus. That'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, I don't have any knowledge whether it actually is or is not. I'm just telling you what I've heard in the rumors. Um, so the new package for the NFL, at least for the Disney side, which I think is what everybody's curious about, will do this. 2026 and 2030, ABC will host the Super Bowl. Um, one game a year starting in 2022 will be broadcasted exclusively on ESPN plus in 2023 ESPN and ABC will host. Well, just, I think it's just ABC at this point, but they will host uh, divisional rounds as well as wildcard games. So instead of NBC getting two divisional games, they'll, it'll be all of the networks getting one again. Um, yes, there will be, uh, <coughs> Monday Night Football on ABC, which allows them to get the Super Bowl contract. And the fun part about this new contract, which I think everybody has been yearning for for a long, long time. Monday Night Football will be allowed flexing schedule beyond week 12. Yes. So we aren't stuck with the dumpster fire that is the Pittsburgh Steelers and whoever the hell they played at the end of the year when the Steelers started sucking. I think it was... Who was it? Who am I thinking of? I mean, their their week seventeen was the Browns. No, it definitely wasn't the Browns, but it was whoever they played on Monday Night Football. That everyone's like, "Oh my God, why are we watching this?" Actually, could have been the Jaguars. Could have been the Jaguars because they no did they they did play that AFC South. Oh, so. it was Cincinnati. It was Cincinnati. It was the Bengals. Oh, that no. What are you fucking talking about? That was a sick game. Okay, I understand. Bengals put an ass whooping game. on them. <laughs> I understand that, but going into that game, everyone's like, "Oh my God, why do we have to watch this game?" Yes, there are typically a couple of those games. I, I I typically say that more on Thursdays than Mondays, but I definitely say it on Monday too. Um, and then the f- interesting thing about Thursday night football will be that um, Thursday night football will now exclusively be on Amazon. So it'll be a streamed game instead of a game that is on Fox. Did you say Thursday? Yes. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. I agree with that. Uh, I think that for now, like Amazon and actually the NFL Network would have could have done a really good job with making their own red zone. Yeah. Because oh. it's already... That red zone's already like a pay to play, and Look, so I, getting going, 
with all of the with the potential that you know maybe they go to ESPN Plus, maybe it'll just go to ESPN Plus. Now, now I don't know who's gonna host it, but if it's who I think is gonna host it, I will actually be interested to see what the words are for everybody who says it. Obviously, I have no idea, so that's fine. I think you do, though. I think you do. I think if you put it together, I think you do. Acho? No. What is Avery Johnson doing calling a basketball game? I mean, they need all hands on deck. Yeah, seriously. Um, so, with that, it means that there is going to be a 17th game added to the season. If there is which it sounds like there's going to be. Um, we do have the Week 17 games. Or we have everyone's 17th game this season. We don't know if it's going to be Week 17, but there's a 17th game that's been added. Yep. So the games that we just added before, there's add another one. And so the matchups are actually interesting, if you if you give me just a second, okay? Seahawks-Steelers. Fun. Eh. Rams-Ravens. Fun. That will be fun. Cardinals Browns. Fun. It's gonna hurt, but that'll be fun. Forty You you just I can't hear you a word you're saying. You've been he's been cut out, folks. <laughs> Alright, well now you're back. I didn't hear anything earlier. Packers Chiefs. Okay. Bears Raiders. Vikings Chargers. Lions Broncos. Washington football team, Buffalo, the Giants, Miami, the Cowboys and the Patriots, and the Eagles and the Jets. Okay. And then we go to the end, which is the Saints and the Titans, the Bucks and the Colts, the Panthers and the Texans, and the Jaguars and the Falcons. So there are some good 17th game of the seasons there. There are some good ones. It sounds it sounds like a much more packed slate than we've gotten last year. Yes, I agree with that. All right. I agree with that. And as we say this now, March Madness is officially underway. Everyone take a shot. <laughs> you deserve it, people. We deserve we it. Do. We all do. We deserve it. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's it. I think that's it. I think that's all I got. I'm very excited to come back on here next week, see what our brackets were wrong about, because it, the, odds of, the odds of going undefeated is going to be difficult. So we shall see. But it is possible. It is possible. It is most certainly anything possible. Is, anything is popsicle. Shout out KG. Now I gotta log into CBS to make a second second bracket. So that is what I'm going to go do now. Uh, the Patriots re-signed Nick Folk, which means that the racist kicker that they got is no longer kicking there. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. I can say it. I'm a Patriots fan. Leave me alone. Well, I mean, yeah. If he is, if he is one, doesn't matter if you're a fan or not. Oh so. God, Josh Rosen is trending. Let's go. What have we got? Just give me Josh Rosen over Joe Flacco. 
Who? Well, I mean, Flacco wasn't a starter. Neither is Josh Rosen. Uh, well, that's fine. Was Josh Rosen really ever a starter? He played one Cast game. Cast your votes now on your phone. <laughs> he started one game, I think. That's it. That sounds about right. I think. I could be even wrong on that one. So. Yeah, I'm definitely wrong about that. So. All right, you beautiful people. We will catch you next week because we are going to most certainly keep a pretty damn similar structure. Heavy college basketball. Um, bringing it up with the free agency as it continues. The NFL um, calendar year is finally upon us. We have embarked. Legal tampering makes no sense because tampering implies it's illegal. So they should probably just say, you know, early free agency. But whatever. Legal tampering is not real. Thank you. There's just there's thank just you, and there's no tampering. It's, there's no such thing as legal tampering. Thank you. Thank you. And also calling it legal tampering kind of condones it in a way, too. But whatever. That is a different discussion for a different day. Yes, it is. All right, everybody. I hope you all win your bracket tournaments. I'm glad we could make you some money in advance. You're welcome. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.